We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. Coming up, the latest episode of KCSN Update with the stories, stats, headlines, and rumors people are talking about to get you caught up on all things regarding the Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. Rotating guests with different perspectives. The latest episode of KCSN Update, presented by DraftKings, begins now. Hello and welcome into today's episode of KCSN Update. I am your host, Tucker Franklin, joined today by Brett Coleman. Brett, uh, I think uh, you've been tapped as a Chiefs fan after I think you've made amends with Chiefs Kingdom. Uh, you've you've been tapped as as, as one of our own. Uh, how have you been? It's been a while since you've been on the show. The Chiefs have won the Super Bowl, have had a parade since then. Um, it's it's uh, There's been a lot of joyous times in Kansas City. I, I want the record to reflect because I feel like I'm not getting enough credit here that I actually picked the Chiefs to win you the did. Super Bowl. You did. It feels yeah. like everybody on planet Earth was like, oh, no, Eagles got this. You know, Chiefs Chiefs haven't played anybody like them. Well, I was like, well, they haven't played anybody like Patrick Mahomes either. So I, I, I'm i going to take credit for that one. You know, taking the, the, the valiant underdog Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> Wild, right? It seems like, the, like looking back at that... Um... It feels a little bit kind of like uh, Matt Matt Lane made this comparison when we were in Vegas of like the the Chiefs and the Eagles or like I think it was the, the the Bengals and the Chiefs like looking at it as like the from the perspective of the Chiefs going to that Super Bowl against the Buccaneers right like they kind of had some fool's gold in the AFC Championship game leading up into that with like the backup uh, t- tackles like oh they were able to handle the Bills we'll be fighting against the Buccaneers kind of the same thing happened against the Bengals right um, yeah. and then they're like oh. That they'll be fine, and then it was just like they were dogs in Vegas. Like I, I won a pretty decent amount of money, uh, putting some money on Patrick Mahomes as an underdog in his career. Hasn't been very many times, but the times I've been able to put money on Patrick Mahomes as an underdog, he's won me some pretty good money. So every time that Vegas is gonna give me plus money on the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, I'm, I'm gonna take it. I think that's a, I think that's a cardinal rule now in in the Tucker Franklin book of gambling. I don't know if he ever will be an underdog again. I mean, this, this was the year, right? Like, th- this was supposed to be the real build. I mean, I say that as somebody who picked them to win the division back in August, but still, like, this was supposed to be, if you're ever going to get them, now is the time. Like, yeah. coming off the Tyreek trade, we had a, a receiving core of Mecole Hardman, Juju Smith-Schuster, and MVS as your top three, and you're hoping to get Sky Moore involved, and Travis Kelsey's 34, and, you know, the defense is a whole bunch of maybes because it's a whole bunch of rookies in the secondary, and Frank Clark isn't Frank Clark anymore, and it's 
Chris Jones versus the world, and yep. then they won the Super Bowl. <laughs> so it's like if if that was the rebuild year, what happens when we get some of that money off the books to put it diplomatically? And I'm sure we'll talk about that this episode. Like what happens yeah. when when they free up some space and like they could trade for Brandon Cooks right now and like not care and and get an upgraded receiver. They could trade for DeAndre Hopkins and not care and get an upgraded receiver and be better next year and they already won a ring it is kind of kind of crazy and brett you're joining me to talk give a little bit of uh we're gonna talk roster construction from the draft free agency cap space uh kind of some strategies and and kind of the draft picks and free agency as well some areas of concern that you need to uh address basically it's an off-season primer if if you guys are just you know ready to kind of turn the page we've turned the page here obviously uh, at kc sports network uh We've already flipped our, our page to the draft. As Brett, I know you flipped your page to the draft. We've got a couple draft shows out already. We'll have more draft shows coming up. But I want to talk. Uh, let's let's start and let's talk about free agency because if we look at the dates here, these are the these are the key dates that you need to know. Uh, February twenty first, the tag window opens. So that's just around the. Oh, that already happened. I just realized it yeah. is February twenty third. So that's sick. Um, March 13th, legal tampering for uh, free agents begins. I always laugh when I read legal tampering because that's not it. Actually, it's actually at the combine. Like, that's when it happens. Like, that's we, we legal can, tampering. We could acknowledge that, right? Like, that's where half these deals get worked out. 100%. And that's on Monday is when, when everybody will get into town. So, uh, March 15th, league new year will begin. I think that's when uh, deals can actually be signed technically. April 17th, offseason workouts will begin. And I believe that's the end of the free agency. Uh, the restricted free agent period or unrestricted free agent period, and then obviously the draft, April twenty seventh to 29th in the uh, the beautiful city of Kansas City. So, uh, Brett, I know that you will be in Kansas City for the draft, but let's start. Let's start with some of the key free agents that the Chiefs have, right? So you're you're looking at Orlando Brown Jr., Juju Smith Schuster, Andrew Wiley, McCole Harmon, Colin Saunders, Juan Thornhill, um, a group of a handful, five or six of those guys. Uh, I, I'm curious to what do you think. Let's start with Orlando Brown Jr., right? Because I think that's the most interesting case the Chiefs have right now. What do you think that they do? Do they put that franchise tag on him? Do they try to work out a deal with him? Because, as we know, he didn't have the best year uh, when it came to contract years, but he didn't also play terribly in the playoffs, which is also one of the like the saving graces that I think that he has where Chiefs fans are kind of stuck right now with like what they think about Orlando Brown. I think Chiefs' kingdom is kind of yeah. split. And I think it's because the last taste that he left in your mouth was you're pitching a shutout against the best defensive line in the league right? right and so you're like well god maybe he could get there even though we have three months of the regular season where he was actively a detriment to Patrick Mahomes' health right um and I it's it's a really tough question and one that I kind of want to kick the can down the road for another year and just do a tag because like they offered, what was it like 23, 24 million a year? They offered him, right? Yeah, and, something and like that. Yeah. The whole year, we're like, man, they dodged a bullet by him saying no. And even though our most recent memories of him are, again, in the Super Bowl and we got the ring and the vibes are good and everything like that, like we still have to acknowledge that there was a significant chunk of the season where he was not good. And so I, I would probably take this year by year again. And do a tag, and I can't remember what the tackle tag is, but it's got to be what, like twenty low twenties. Yeah, I think it's. It said last year he made sixteen point six, and I think it went up to. I think it went up to eighteen this year. Um, if I oh yeah, I would just do that then. 
Yeah. Especially that. And then like Wiley's going to be, if they want to keep Wiley, who again played well down the stretch, but for a lot of the year, we have vivid memories of him getting absolutely torched. Yeah. Um, he would be significantly cheaper than Orlando Brown would. So, yeah. you know, if we want to do like maybe like a three year deal, but one that's pretty easy to get out of after a year, to, you know, get, give yeah. some stability at the position, but not completely lock ourselves into. We tag Orlando. He's going to be pissed about it, but it is what it is. We we have our tackles going into 2023. We can figure it out and then draft somebody. Yes. I think that's that's the big piece there is, is we'll obviously get into the draft a little bit after we talk about the free agency and stuff like this. But looking at uh, Andrew Wiley's uh, calculated market value on spot track, they do have him at a three year, $14 million deal, which works out to about 4.6 mil um, per, per year. Uh, comparable players, uh, Morgan Moses is a kind of a salary uh, to that is is when they have him. And that's not bad. Not right? bad at all. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I would advocate for that. Um, Another thing, and, and honestly, the conversation starts here, is because of the flexibility of Mahomes' deal, and we, we kind of talked about this a little bit on Twitter a couple weeks ago. Yeah. It's like, do they take the room now, or do they they kind of save themselves a little bit in the future, and they let it take over for this year, and then you know maybe do that kind of like year-to-year restructure next year? Because every time they they do kick the can down the road, they are going to have to pay for it eventually. Uh, yes, but it is it, it is a team friendly deal where they can kind of pick what years they take the hit and which years they they don't. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, is this is this one of the years they do that because they feel like they're still in a really good window where you know maybe they can go out and and get a DeAndre Hopkins, they can go out and get a Brandon Cooks, and that is going to cost some money. Mm-hmm. In addition to you know taking care of the tackles, like maybe this is one of the years they. They do the the cap finagling with Mahomes' deal. I really don't know. Um, I'd be curious to get your thoughts on it because obviously it's it's your guys' team. I think it's interesting that last year they didn't, um, and last year they didn't restructure his contract, and that's something that we all kind of anticipated to happen that just never came. Right now, I'm looking at it now his cap hit this next year, according to SpotTrack, will be uh, 46 million, about 20 percent of the cap. Um, and I do love. Brad, on the tweet that we were we were talking about is people will look at that and just be like, Chiefs are screwed next year. Not realizing how his deal is structured that they can literally just like sell the naming rights to like a parking lot and probably pay <laughs> for his signing bonuses. Um, but I think that, that that's a good one too. To I, I, You have to think that they're going to restructure it, especially if they do want to bring in uh, a wide receiver, as you mentioned, as like a DeAndre Hopkins. I know Keenan Allen has kind of been talked out there about from, from people on Twitter about to bring in but I do like uh you know DeAndre Hopkins and as, as you mentioned you know there's a lot of guys out there in the free agent market that they can that they can replenish that wide receiver market with as you mentioned Juju Smith-Schuster and if they do want to free up some cap they they have some they have some guys that they can maneuver some cap with right MVS is a guy that they can uh, uh get some cap freed up with Frank Clark is a guy that has a uh, nine million dollar dead cap right now at post June one, but his cap hit as of now he'd be the second highest cap hit at thirty million. Um, yeah, and and that could be a restructure as well, like they did last year. They restructured his deal, maybe add on another deal. They they can do a lot of stuff. And Chris Jones again, uh, that's a twenty eight million dollar cap hit there. So if you want to extend Chris Jones too, because I only believe he has one year left on his deal, uh, if you want to extend him and kind of make some push it down the road again, because. That's what they do is they, they think that 
this cap is going to boom even more, right? As TV deals keep getting bigger and bigger, they think the cap's going to boom even more, so they just keep pushing that money. I love it. That's what I do. It's a future me problem. We're going to worry about that in the future. Let's just get all this together right now. But they do have some ability to free up some more cap and bring in some guys, because right now I believe Track has them at uh, about 500K in cap space right now. Yeah, I was looking over the cap, and if they cut yep. pre-June 1st, Frank Clark, they saved $21 million. Right, yes. So, like, it's it, like we can get $28 million extra on the books to take care of the tackle problem very easily just by doing a move with Frank Clark and MBS. Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel like it's time for that after all these years, like, on, on the Frank Clark side. Like, I, I kind of feel like it's time. Like, yeah. a $28 million cap numbers it's a lot for what you're getting from him right <laughs> so maybe there's a restructure on the table because he's a good locker room guy and they like him there and i mean you still need to get edge snaps from somebody right so maybe he's a prime restructure candidate but either way like they can free up pretty significant money like doing something with him and then mvs it really comes down to to me, whether or not they're going to be one of the teams in the market for Brandon Cooks, which I think they will be, yeah. um, because Brandon Cooks, A, is better than MBS in pretty much every facet. He still gives you that kind of deep element, um, and he can be a, a, well, Travis is the number one, but in terms of receivers, he can be a true number one for you, which I do think is one of the areas that they were kind of missing last year, which was, hey, we, we just got to go win out there. Somebody other than Travis, please go win. And and Brandon Cooks can do that. So I think that low-key Kansas City is one of the teams that's in the running for that. And obviously Brandon Cooks wants to go to a contender. So he yep. would love to go there. And if they toss like a fourth round pick, at he, it's like pick 128 or something like that to get a number one receiver to try to sustain a dynasty. Like I feel like that's... And plus like Houston would probably pay, pay like 10 million of his salary anyway. So yeah, it's it's a rental, right? And it, at this point, I feel like that's a pretty good deal that we could look to. And and if they do the the deals with, or if they do the the moves with MVS and Frank, like they could pay for it pretty easily. You talk about that too. Just other free agents elsewhere outside of just you know what the Chiefs got going on. If they bring in a wide receiver, which I think they should, it doesn't force Sky Moore to be more than what he has to be. It doesn't force Kadarius Tony to do more than he has to. And I think that's going to kind of be good for development because obviously this team's young. Um, this team needs to uh, develop in some areas, and players need to develop in some areas. That's not a controversial thing to say, I don't think. Um, but there are a lot of guys out there, too, when you start to to look at some of the lower-level guys. Um, you know, between, like, Hardman, I don't I don't necessarily think that he comes back to the Chiefs. He had kind of a uh, a very tough contract year. I don't know. I don't really know where I see him, him fitting in and going anywhere. Colin Saunders is an interesting one just because, like, he played really well for the Chiefs. He's an interior interior guy but uh it's it's a good year uh for interior defensive linemen in terms of uh guys who are out there in the free agent market of uh, who the Chiefs could bring in so I'd be curious to see he's not going to be that expensive Colin Saunders not going to be um so it looks like his market value on spot track is um it's 6.4 million uh, that's for a two-year deal so but I mean they could make a run at Javon Hargrave yeah. just have the nastiest yeah. interior pass rush you've ever seen because why not, right? Yeah, well, they should do that. Really, um, I would love to. I would love to see a, just another dynamic interior guy right next to Chris Jones. Because, like, what would an offensive line do at that point? What, what would die? You yeah, right. <laughs> There's nothing you can do as an as an interior offensive lineman. You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network.
We'll be back right after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. And obviously we talk about this every year. It's an annual tradition in, in, in Chiefs Kingdom to talk about the edge market or the edge class. Such edge free agent is going to bring in which edge, which edge rusher the Chiefs are going to draft. Um, but you look, Carlos Dunlap also going to be on the market. I don't know uh, how much he'll, he'll, uh, he'll acquire for. He was a $3 million deal last year, so on a one-year deal. Interested to see uh, kind of what he gets after uh, a, a successful season. Um, but out of, like, do you see anyone else coming back to the Chiefs? I mean, there's some some other names out there, like uh, Derek Nottie is another one who's a free agent that I think could be interesting, especially with Colin Saunders also up at the same time. Um, they've got Nick Allegretti, who is kind of their utility guy. Jerick McKinnon is a big one as well. Um, and I think yeah. you got to keep McKinnon. For what, for what he gives you, right, as a compliment yeah. to Pacheco. Uh, he's a great pass protector, great receiver. Obviously, in the red zone, he's a wizard. Like, And he's going to cost not a lot like, no. in the grand scheme yeah. of things. It's like 20, $3 million maybe? Yeah, his 22, like last year he made $1.2. Um, so he'd probably make a little bit more than that because based on what his performance was this year, but like... Not much more, I can't imagine, because he is getting kind of up there in the age, if I remember right. Yeah, he's, he'll be 31 next year. Yeah, um, but so, his role is just super yeah. important, you know, as a compliment to a young psychopath like Pacheco. <laughs> like, it's a good way. Like, I, I think it's perfect. I think it's perfect. Um, I mean, I, I would also say, like, Fletcher Cox is somebody you can look at, mm-hmm. because in terms of interior guys, somebody that I think the Chiefs should prioritize is somebody who could stop the run because, I mean, that was one of the main concerns I had, uh, you know, with Kansas City or uh, with uh, Cincinnati was like, hey, you know, the first time around, Samaj P. Ryan's ripping off five yards of carry on on inside zone all day long, and it felt like they couldn't do anything about it. Yeah. And I would love to see them get somebody who could play like nose or two eye or whatever and, you know, keep Willie Gay clean, keep Bolton clean, 
um, and just kind of make their lives a little bit easier. Obviously, there are guys in the draft uh, that they could they they could look at for that, but I'm I'm not I'm not necessarily sure they would take one high. You know, like mm-hmm. the Baylor kid uh, Siaki because they're at thirty pick thirty one now. Yeah, that's right. Miami forfeited theirs. Yeah. Like I I don't know if they would prioritize a nose over I don't know pretty much any other position. Right. I do think that that's really going to be really interesting how Brett Veach kind of approaches this draft, right? Because there are some guys in the free agency where it could benefit from dishing out some draft capital and and forfeiting some of those. I know it's a I know a lot of people have talked about, oh, it's a draft at your hometown. You want to make that that first round pick, but if they could dish out that first round pick for, you know, someone that they could uh, they could really help benefit the team, you gotta you gotta think about it because this is two varying, contrasting styles between Les Snead and um, Brett Veach. I, I want to see. I'm curious to see, and I want to get your thoughts on this uh, too, Brett. Do we think we see Brett Veach start to lean a little bit more towards the towards the less need model with kind of the way it's going? Because he's he he made ten picks and ten rookies made this roster. Ten rookies are on the Super Bowl roster. You can't rely on ten rookies every year to make your Super Bowl roster. I I think that this I don't want to say it was like a, a fluke, right? No, that's not the right word, but like it it. You gotta have some luck. You gotta have some luck to win a Super Bowl, right? And like, uh, that's—I don't think anyone will deny that. And to have ten rookies hit is huge. Um, to be on your active roster, you can't—you can't bank on that every single year. So, do you do you think we see Brett Veach kind of move more of like proven commodities and not make all nine picks that they have? See, I, I still would probably lean towards stick and pick or trade down and and accumulate more picks because precisely because of what you said which is a it's it's hard to hit that often um and so you might as well give yourself more swings at the plate and the reality is like even though they can do some cap finagling with Mahomes like eventually the bill's going to come due right and so it helps when the rest of your roster is cheaper in order to give yourself flexibility because they're going to have to it's not going to be this year it's not going to be probably don't even be next year or the year after that but like the cap number eventually will be something a little, little bit crazy. Like one of those years, it's going to have to hit. Yeah. Like the five hundred million is going to come from somewhere. <laughs> it's going to happen eventually. And so to kind of uh, avoid being a, a New Orleans Saints situation, like eventually they are going to have one of those years where they take it on the chin, and you're going to need a cheap roster, a good roster, but a cheap roster right. around Mahomes to still be viable. Um, and so I would probably accumulate as many picks as I possibly could and just keep drafting depth and sustaining depth and giving yourself options so that, hey, if we hit on an edge, like let's say it's like Jose Ramirez from Eastern Michigan, right? In, yeah. in the third, fourth round, fifth round, whatever. Um, and we hit on an edge, all of a sudden we don't feel so bad about letting Frank go and saving a whole bunch of money. Um, you know, if we hit on Deswan Johnson out of Toledo in the fifth round, give ourselves another interior rusher like we, we don't feel so bad about letting the other guys go um, but you can't bring those types of guys in unless you have the picks to do it 100% um, and, and what I kind of think is interesting too I want to flip this out there to you a thought that I've I've had not necessarily that I agree with but I've had this thought you know those intrusive thoughts you get Brett um, yeah. Chris Jones just had a very good run in the postseason his contract's going to be up next season. Do you with the uh, with the guys that are up for the interior defensive line? You know, you mentioned Javon Hargrave. You mentioned a guy 
that you could probably sign and and, and get in there. Uh, Dalvin Tomlinson, uh, some guys that you could. Uh, I don't want to say replace Chris Jones with, but do you sell high on Chris Jones and try to trade him somewhere to get? No. Hey, I okay, I don't think so either. But I know that that conversation has been out there, and I wanted to get your thoughts on it. There's three untouchable guys on the team. Obviously, it's Mahomes, it's Travis, and it's Chris Jones. Like I don't care about anybody else. Like I mean, I care obviously, but like those are the ones where it's a non-starter to me. Like they they need to be in Kansas City. We don't win Super Bowls without them in Kansas City. Like it, they they just can't go anywhere. They will retire Chiefs if if it's up to me. It's been something that uh, that I've seen thrown out there, like hey, you know, sell high while you can. And it's it's funny because a year a year ago we were talking about trading Chris Jones. The people in Chiefs that were talking about trading. I don't say not saying us here at KC Sports Arc, but there was a good discussion going around about trading Chris Jones. Now it's murmurs because I think people, much like your reaction to it, were like, absolutely not. We got to keep him in Kansas City forever. So I do think that a Chris Jones extension is incoming, and I think that that will kind of shift his cap number a little bit um, to obviously they can do all kinds of... The cap's really not real um, because they can do so much finagling to it and to the numbers year to year. So, um, yeah, I do think that uh, position value, uh, position-wise, Brett, kind of shifting the focus here to, you know, kind of pre-draft free agency. Do you see the Chiefs bringing in anyone um, in, in the free agent market, whether it is even a, a unrestricted free agent or a trade, or what position group would you say the Chiefs need to kind of address and have a little bit more help at? Um, I mean, I I think edge is just a constant discussion, right? Just and it, it always has been. It feels like it's a meme at this point where it's like, oh, what edge are they going to take? Um, and not that edge is bad right now, but they're just going to need more guys, mm-hmm. you know, because Carlos is a free agent and because. You know they they might jettison Frank to save twenty one million. Like you, you still got to get snaps from somewhere. And so say if uh, you know Will McDonald from Iowa State's there at thirty one, which like isn't guaranteed, but it's possible. Uh, he would be somebody who I think would would absolutely fit this team. Freak of nature, super bendy, like very very good at the Senior Bowl. Um, you know, Nolan Smith from Georgia might be there. And again, another guy coming off the edge. I think, like, I think he profiles to be just as good, if not better, of a pass rusher as, as Carl Loftus did. Um, like, this is a very, 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 very good edge class. So I would say, you know, looking at that position front and center at 31 is good. Uh, there's some tackles you could look at um, at 31, depending on what they do in March with Wiley and Orlando Brown. Um, trying to think here db they've infused a lot of talent there so i'm okay with that linebacker i'm mostly okay with that but you could look at day two um you know bringing in someone like dayon henley from washington state who's an absolute freak of nature he's like 6 230 so he's not the biggest guy but he's just mm-hmm. exceptionally fast former receiver former quarterback former wow. turner so he he does some like fred warner ish type stuff in coverage that is super rare um so I would love to have him as a complimentary piece uh, just to kind of fill out the linebacker room even more. Um, and then again, you know, looking at, at interior run stoppers like a Keanu Benton from Wisconsin at, at 31, would I think would fit right in because yeah. he could play that kind of either nose or two eye or like a head up two type role and stop the run and keep all those guys free. So it, even though the defense has played um, super well, I still think there's some things in the front seven they could bring in early in the draft to round it out. 
And then on offense, I think that's what they address mostly with free agency, both the tackles and with bringing in a receiver. So you use March for offense, you use April for defense. We roll in 2023 and try to get another one. Listen, I like that philosophy there. March March for offense, April for defense. I'll get behind that. Um, yeah, so that, that would kind of, you answered my question. I was going to ask you kind of in that round one, that pick 31, the only year that's good to have pick 31 um, because of the Dolphins, was it tampering that they had with Tom Brady? Is that what it was? Um, yeah, it feels like every team's tampered with Tom Brady at some point. The Dolphins yeah. just got caught. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, they're probably taking it out on Brian Flores if we're honest um, in that organization. But I I I think that uh, it's going to be interesting to see where the Chiefs go at, at thirty one if they stay at thirty one. Uh, we saw Brevich move up uh, last year to pick twenty one to take obviously Trey McDuffie and George Kloff. It's pretty good first round uh, last year of, of guys who were uh, were contributors. So um, yeah. Uh, Brett, I appreciate you joining me. Any uh, any final thoughts before we get you out of here? Um, just that I'm I'm happy that I was so terrified of picking against the Chiefs in August yeah. that uh, I think all of my my scars and trauma as a Texans fan was like, look, they were down 24 and they still won. They'll be able to handle the Raiders, and they did. So you know what, my trauma uh, helped me out here, did me a solid, and uh, you know I'm on the right side of history. I'm okay with that. Chiefs King was a grizzly bunch. You get on their bad side, they're not going to forget. <laughs> Um, but oh, uh, I, I know I picked the Bengals one time. <laughs> I'm sure you still hear about it too. I'm still, oh, I'm I sure you get every time you tweet, you're like, Remember when you picked the Bengals, idiot? And because, like, <laughs> I still hear about when I said a negative thing about Nick Bolton one time, um, because they don't forget, and that's no, uh, they they're also very good at uh, at a giving engagement, and that's why everyone talks about the Chiefs, is because Chiefs Kingdom loves to give people clicks. In terms of uh, total YouTube views from like in-house media teams for teams this year, the Eagles were number one at like 100 million and the Chiefs were number two at like, it's like 85 or 90, something like that. Uh, super, super high. And then number three was down at like 50 or 60. <laughs> like, like Chiefs Kingdom cares a lot. Yeah, they really do. And we really appreciate Chiefs Kingdom for caring a lot because Casey's Sports Network would not be possible uh, without uh, Chiefs Kingdom. So, Brett, again, thank you for hopping on, talking some little little pre-off, pre-off-season primer because not technically the league new year yet. We're we're getting ready for the combine. We're in kind of a weird little lull here before the draft, before free agency. So uh, appreciate you hopping on and, and talking some off-season stuff. Absolutely. Anytime. That's going to do it for today's KCS and update presented by DraftKings. Thank you for listening all the way to the end of the episode. We'll be back again with another episode coming soon, so make sure to stay tuned to KC Sports Network wherever you get your YouTube videos, wherever you listen to your podcast. Follow, like, subscribe, do all that good stuff. Make sure to leave a five-star rating interview if you're listening on an audio podcast platform. Let us know uh, what you think about the show. We really appreciate you, and so until then, we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. Plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou. By searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. 
If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.